changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Vaden and Rex. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, we had the pleasure of interviewing Wayne Winsley from Brave Enough to Fail. He has a nonprofit that is, it's an amazing organization that's really specialized in to help young kids get on track and get motivated to basically live the lives of their dreams. Whether, whether that's, like he says in the interview, to be a chef or to go into a trade or to go to college and become a doctor. Yeah, it was, it was so inspiring. I mean, you hear his story from the beginning of how, how he was raised and the struggles that he went through. And then, you know, I love the part where he shares where uh, he was walking past a community college, like not even like Harvard or something, but yeah. like a community Gosh. college. And he said to himself, like, people like me don't go to this place. You know, that's not for people like me. Um, and just, you know, the, uh, a moment in his life where he overheard a conversation and then he took an action to make a decision. It completely changed the trajectory of his life. Now he's paying it forward so many times. Um, it's just, it's, it's inspiring. I love listening to people who have that motivational spirit and are taking the action to empower other people. It's just it's such a refreshing interview and uh, just discussion with Wayne. Yeah. And, you know, when we started this podcast, you know, one of the main ideas behind it is we can be making an impact in someone's life and they might not even know it. And, you know, Wayne relays that story about how his friend and his, the father of his friend, uh, you know, kind of said something that they don't even remember the conversation yet. It had such a huge impact that, you know, Wayne decided to take action like Vaden said, and you know, that's what we can all do. So if you're listening to this and you like what Wayne's doing, even if you don't have kids, just, this is something that as communities, we need to start instilling into our schools because I feel like we have a, a generation of lost kids, especially during this time of pandemic where everyone's at home and their normal routine is thrown off. So reach out to your local schools, whether it's principal, superintendent, uh, board of supervisors, whatever it may be, and uh, let's get this program out there. Yeah, absolutely. And so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you like it, make sure you're subscribing to us on you know iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Hey guys, share these podcast episodes. Like when you share it, you're helping to share Wayne's story yeah. and brave enough to fail.org. So, you know, share these episodes, get the word out. Let's all work together to be that bullhorn. And you know, if also too, if if you're listening to this and you're doing something that you're changing the corner of your universe or someone else's and you're doing something cool and you want to be interviewed, reach out to us at uh, info at mycorneroftheuniverse.com and we can talk about having you as a guest on here too. Definitely. And you can share your story. So with that, guys, hope you enjoy the episode and with Wayne Winsley from braveenoughtofail.org. Welcome to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, we are joined by Wayne Winsley from braveenoughtofail.org. Wayne, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely. My pleasure, gentlemen. So before we get too deep into everything, just kind of give us a, a background on what is Brave Enough to Fail and kind of how it all got started. Okay. Uh, Brave Enough to Fail is a, it's an educational nonprofit that provides free uh, motivational presentations and scholarships to high schools. 
we are the first nonprofit in America to combine motivational messaging, student resources, and financial aid in one package to help students succeed in school and beyond. Wow, that's awesome. So did you, what, what kind of was the spark to get it, to get it started? Was it uh, a child of yours that you had that you're like, hey, I want to, um, you know, I want to provide this service? Was it something that you saw in the community? What was it that made you say, you know what, I need to take this step and start doing this? Uh, to answer that question, I have to tell you a little bit about myself okay. because it will put the organization in context. Uh, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, raised by a single parent, uh, which, which makes me a Browns fan. So, oh, I, hey, that's not, Atlanta, so. that's not too bad this year. not too bad this year. Been rough. It's Hopefully, been rough. It's, been, it's been rough. Suffering <laughs> <laughs> is baked into my blood. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was raised by a single parent, not my mother or my grandmother, but my great-grandmother. Wow. Uh, the woman wow. that raised me was born in 1911. Wow. And when she became too old to take care of me, I ended up in the social welfare system. I was in um, an orphanage. Uh, they call them group homes now, but back then it was still an orphanage. And uh, from there, I went to Boys Town. Which is, How old uh, were you uh, at that time? What's that? How old were you at that time? I was 13 okay. uh, when I went in. And uh, along the way, I failed eighth grade the first time. And second time around in eighth grade, I'm in the system now, and I pretty much gave up on school. Um, if you added up the days that second time in eighth grade that I went to school, stayed all day without skipping any classes, it would realistically add up to about two weeks. Wow. So I was this 14-year-old black kid walking around the streets of Cleveland with no plan, no nothing. Statistically, I was going to wind up in one of two places, prison or the cemetery. What changed the direction for me was a conversation that I overheard. They weren't even talking to me. A friend of mine, I was at my buddy's house, and his dad was talking to him about his report card. He wasn't very happy. It was that awkward moment. You know, you're at your buddy's house, and he's getting yelled at, and you're just trying to be invisible over in the corner. You know, like, don't you know, see me? Uh, you know, hoping he doesn't get a beating. You know, if not, I'll put it on YouTube. But... Uh, <laughs> But one of the things that his dad said to him was, always strive for excellence. I don't care what you do. Just be excellent at something. Excellence will overcome poverty, prejudice, and adversity every time. Just be excellent at something. Now, for whatever reason, that stuck in my head. Now, those two gentlemen are still in my life today. Neither one of them remember that conversation. I like to say that God was talking to me that day. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that conversation, I made a choice. I chose to go back to school and actually work at it. Now, did I suddenly become an A student? No. Um, I've been disengaged for like two years. You know, I got some A's and B's. I got C's in math which I celebrated like a, like 70. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the long, long, long and short of it is I graduated high school, didn't go to prison, obviously not in the cemetery yet. Went on to serve my country honorably in two tours in the U S Navy. 
uh, aboard the USS, uh, USS Enterprise, the carrier, and enjoyed a 20-year career as a radio broadcaster. Oh, wow. um, so I am living proof that a message can change the trajectory of a child's life. Oh, I love it. This is great. That is why I've dedicated the rest of my life to delivering that message to as many young people as possible. And brave enough to fail simply means being brave enough to risk failure is a non-negotiable requirement for success in anything. Yes. Whether it's starting a podcast, there's no guarantee that it's going to succeed. Right. But you have to have the courage to go for it and risk the failure. Sports, uh, politics, anything. Having the courage to risk failure is an absolute requirement for success. And uh, even our logo, the, the lion with the wings, yeah, it means it takes the courage of a lion to fly like an eagle. Oh, that's great. Nice. Yeah, I like so, it. So, um, uh, and now I fast forward to how I actually started the organization. Uh, after, I, um, after radio, um, after 20 years in radio, I was trying to figure out, okay, what do, what do I translate that into? as another career. Mm -hmm. And I hooked up with the uh, employment website, monster.com. And they had a program called making it count where they hired speakers to go to schools and give their presentation. Well, I, I got hired as one of their speakers spoke at about 200 colleges and high schools around the country. Mm. And that program went out of business and uh, be, I looked at not the website, but the program, it went out of business and I looked at why it went out of business. Well, first of all, in the course of my going to these schools, I learned two important things. Number one, educators are desperate for anything that will get more kids to invest themselves in their own education. Now, uh, e either of you have kids? Yes. Yep. Each have yeah. kids. Okay. So, you know, that there is no program or anything that can get your child to study if he or she flat out doesn't want to. Yeah, yep. absolutely. If they flat out don't want to, there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. Well, the other thing that schools that I noticed is the schools that would benefit most from programming like that have no money to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I looked at why making account failed and I, I realized that it failed because their business model was too big for what they were doing. They had like 300 speakers on staff, um, flying us all around the country. The budget was millions of dollars. So they lost a couple advertisers and it, and it collapsed because it was a for-profit thing. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I decided I'll take that business model, shrink it, make it a nonprofit so that it's free to the schools and the students and grow it uh, from a local level back out to a national level. How hard could that be, right? Yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm, 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 sure, there was, I'm sure there were some struggles. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that's really what we do. That's how it started. Um, and I, um, I ran for U.S. Congress in 2012. Um, wow. And I, I was I was I was recruited basically to run for Congress. I was actually just uh, getting over prostate cancer at that time, and 
bunch of people are like, you should run for Congress. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to raise money for this like idea that I have, but I didn't win the election. But what happened is some great people that I met during the course of the campaign, they donated the seed money to start the program. Oh, nice. Wow. And uh, so what we do is we go into schools now, uh, uh, live or virtually now, but we do a, uh, a motivational presentation uh, that's called Be the Boss of Your Dream. Mm-hmm. And the message is that every child is priceless and unique with dreams and a destiny that only you can achieve if you have the courage to go after it. And then we give them some tools to go after it. And we combine that with uh, every school that we serve. We provide five $1,000 scholarships that are designated for that school. That way, if I'm speaking to a class of, say, 250 kids, that money is not for somebody in the state or the district. No, it's for somebody in this room. We're investing directly into them. And the scholarships are good for uh, towards tuition at any accredited college or trade school. That's got to be really powerful being, I'm assuming, is it like an assembly type of thing where the kids all get together? So that's got to be really powerful going into the school. You know, I mean, me and Rex have have been, uh, we've been kind of, I don't know if he's called nerds of motivational speakers and and the whole self-help genre for a long time too. And just the energy that comes from those events and then followed up with like, hey, not only are you fired up right now, but like there's this for you guys. Like you said, not for the state, not like, hey, we have five programs for any, you know, five scholarships for anyone, but like for this school. Right. Uh, And that's got to be able to hopefully, I'm sure as you probably noticed, because we've all been in a point where we've been in motivational lessons before or seminars and then you leave and you're like that that high just drops off so it's getting yeah. that follow up like you're saying it's like okay now there's something tangible to keep going for and it's it's right there i can feel yeah. it and uh, that's one of the things that we have continued to work on uh for instance now because that's really really important that what happens after the speech what what you know the, if, if i'm some kid you know that okay I'm fired up. I want to be like whatever it is, but um, you know, I want to be a stockbroker one day. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The speech is over. I'm still poor. I still live in the projects. I you still go home. People tell you you can't do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, what we have added now, just this year, um, as we were in the COVID shutdown, uh, we've developed a, um, a a brave enough to fail curriculum. Oh, great! That is now going to be available to schools as either after school or even in school that can be taught by facilitators in the school to give students the tools uh, that they need. Like in the, um, when we do the presentations that be the boss of your dream, Mm -hmm. we tell the students that in order to be the boss of your dream, you have to do four things. Got to be able to spell the word boss. B is dream big, get out of your comfort zone, have a strategy and stick to it. This and is stuff that schools don't teach. Yeah. They do not. They don't. But, and that's why they ask for it. Uh, we now have a, a waiting list of schools and school districts across 26 states. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And then, then these are people that we didn't approach. They just saw our website wow. or heard about what we've done. Uh, we have reached, um, we're, we're still a baby nonprofit. We start. We got our five hundred one c three in 
October of 2015. Since then, we have reached uh, just over 20,000 students and given away $30,000 in scholarships. We, we now have scholars that are juniors in college. Uh, oh, very at, cool. We have scholars at uh, colleges like Yale, UConn, Westcon, Earl Roberts University, Liberty uh, University, um, Palm Beach, Atlantic University, just and in and, and several oh, others. Awesome. So, is are the schools that you're going to are they traditionally in um, like higher need schools, like inner city schools, or are they anywhere? That is our focus. Yeah. Uh, but we will go uh, pretty much anywhere. In fact, the furthest away we've been. Uh, is to a really great high school in Grandview, Washington. Oh, wow. Um, and, and it's very funny. When, I, when we got the call, because um, I'd never been to this place, um, and uh, the, the principal says, she goes, she goes, Wayne, now we're a 98% minority school. So I said, okay, that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. And I'm looking at the map, and I'm looking at and I'm like, Wow. There's black people there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, because to get to this place, I had to fly into Seattle. Mm. I took another small plane back across the mountains to Chaska, Washington, wow. and then took a rental car and drove an hour to get to the town wow. where I was actually going. Wow. Yeah, that's in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And uh, so I was like, wow, beautiful. Um and it turns out the the population I was speaking to, it was Native Americans and Mexicans, pred- predominantly, because it's ranch country, uh, yeah, and we were sense. right outside the Yakima Indian Reservation. Mm. So you know the term minority, it turns out, is relative in America, right. yeah. Yeah. location. Yeah. Uh, but um, but I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. They had a thousand students oh yeah. and uh, because it's, it's a regional school oh uh, yeah, yeah and uh and it was just the most wonderful wonderful time wow and so was that one just high school too or did they actually bring in other kids of all ages for that one oh, that was that high school that was just okay. high school. wow that was that school wow. That's big. <laughs> yeah, it was huge yeah do you find that uh for kids there's a certain age where they can take, you know, your tools that you're teaching them and use them to a, to a higher degree. I mean, do you ha- see like, oh, this is the age where you can really start to see some of the principles that you teach utilized? Um, seventh grade and up. Okay. Um, we started focusing on high schools, and that's still our predominant focus. But what we find is we're, we're now we're getting more and more demand for middle schools. Gotcha. And of course, the earlier that you intervene and, and lock in and focus, obviously your success rate is going to be higher. Um, but uh, I found that like seventh and eighth grade uh, middle school fascinates me because they are, they're young enough or, or they're, no, they're old enough to talk to but young enough that they're not as jaded as some of our high schoolers can be. Oh yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Middle school is a weird time. It's like you're, I remember just from my middle school experience, you're like, 
you, you kind of feel like you're too, like you're kind of cool, like you know a lot, but like you know nothing, like you don't have a driver's license, you haven't driven a car, you're still with your parents, but you're in this weird, and then, then you throw in like adolescence and puberty and all this stuff, and this <laughs> yeah. time it's like the craziest time. Super so awkward can, time, yeah. Yeah, I can see that as being just a prime time to get kids to learn about, about this sort yeah. of stuff, and especially and, like in and, a, in, and in and a school system. See them, you can see them get it. Yeah. And, and it is awesome. Uh, one thing I, I want to... Uh, share with you, if I may, yeah. uh, one of the reasons that that keeps me going and doing this. Um, one of our early um, presentations was at a high school in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we um, we were, we would give out feedback forms to the students, you know, to tell us, you know, what they thought of the program, what they thought of the presentation, speaker, you know, all this stuff, and. One young lady filled out her form, and it was like, how would you uh, rate the information on a scale of one to ten? She rated it a four. Not impressed. <laughs> how would you rate the speaker? Scale of one to ten. Six. I was like, I got a six? Come on. <laughs> Come on now. But, but down below, there was a question that asked, what will you do differently after experiencing the Brave Enough to Fail presentation? And she wrote, start going to class that is the holy grail yeah and if i i keep that one i have a copy of that one that i keep uh in my ipad uh, because if i never reach another student i paid it forward by one yeah because yeah. that's the decision the choice that changed my life yeah that one must have hit home for you so hard absolutely yeah. that's why i keep it that's why like that one is special when people ask me, well, does it work? Because everyone wants to know about impact, you know, especially foundations, donors, you know, this is a great thing, right? but does it have any impact? And the answer is yes. You know, and, and we can now show that we can, you know, we now have uh, scholars that you can talk to who are, uh, you know, who are, who are juniors now. Because our, our oldest, our original scholarship recipients are going to be graduating in another year. Yeah. Do, do you, cool. I bet it's going to be really cool in a few years to do some events where you bring some of those scholars yeah. that are like, hey, this guy's, you know, doing, this lady's doing whatever, you know, whatever they're doing in life. And they could even share like, hey, I was on this path. And then like, yeah, I got introduced to Wayne and, and, and brave enough to fail. And this is, this is how I changed. Yes. And what's so cool is, 90% of our scholars are first generation college students. Oh. They're the first people in their families to go to college. Breaking a cycle, yeah. 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 You know, um, you know, and there's they're from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, you know, a lot of them are, are immigrants. Uh, you know, uh, one of our our um our our scholar who is at who is at Yale right now, uh, she's the first, she's a first generation English speaker in her family her family her parents came here from cambodia so cool and you know yeah and now she's she's at yale she wants to be a physician cool that's yeah. awesome so wait are you the only speaker or do you have any other what else that does the uh events too uh i started off as the only speaker we are now um bringing up others now now i'm, I'm uh training other people to do it um as we start to expand um you know, this is something that's designed not to be personality driven. Mm -hmm. This is an organization that is built to go beyond me. 
Very yeah. cool. So I have a question too. Yeah. I might know the answer, but who's Sadie Ray? And is she going to start doing some live events for you? <laughs> <laughs> Sadie Ray is my daughter. That's what I guessed. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she already does stuff. She, she is the, um, uh, she's our CMO. She's the chief marketing officer of Brave Enough awesome. to Fail. Awesome. And she does, uh, you've seen her videos. She does like the leadership videos and things yeah. like that. And uh, when she was, she's 13 now. But uh, let's see, the first time she went on stage with me, um, she was, I think she was nine. Wow. And she went on stage in front of 600 high schoolers. Whoa. And just introduced herself. And her message was, see, public speaking doesn't kill you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, she obviously learned great from you because she speaks well. She speaks with confidence in those videos. She does an awesome job. Yeah. Um, and I'm first to tell you that, you know, I've been blessed with a certain amount of talent. She is far more talented than Oliver. <laughs> She's going to put you to shame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm not mad at it at all. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, another question for you. Yes. Where, where are you at on your push-up count right now? <laughs> Actually, right now, I'm not doing push-ups this year for the first time. Oh, no. Well, I injured my hand rock climbing oh, on gotcha. my birthday. You know? and, um, but um, usually what we do is 10,000 push-ups in 60 days. Yeah. Um, 10,000 pushups in 60 days. <laughs> does wow. it get, when's yeah. the point, when's the point where it gets easier or does it stay tough the whole time? It gets easier after the second week. Okay. The first two weeks are hellishly painful. Oh my gosh. Um, but I got, if you watch the videos, I've got it down now to where I can, I can do 50 pushups in less than a minute. Wow. So I, I do sets of 50 and then sponsors, you know, sponsor sets of 50. And, um, you know, it's one of our, less than uh, a minute. Anyways. Yeah. That's My crazy. Gosh, you're pumping yeah. those out. So you yeah, have to they're, average. They're like, all on, they're all on video. You know, <laughs> and we try to keep the videos like to like a minute. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That's a cool, it's just such a cool thing. It's, it's, it's fun. It's something that everybody could do, but everyone's like, yikes, I don't know if I want to do <laughs> I want to do that. Well, yeah. like, you know, the walkathons or the run, you know, yeah. people do that. This is like another level. Yeah. At the beginning, it is really daunting. You know, when you're, when you're looking at the, um, the number, the tally, it's like, okay, only 9,050 <laughs> to go. <laughs> oh, man. <Crap>. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's it's really the kids that are the main motivation. If you look at the, because I'm I'm also a teacher, okay, and my students are really what what get me through it, because I those are the that. biggest yeah. cheerleaders, and you can't let them down. You you can't. Yeah, yeah. What grade uh, are you teaching? Um, right now, I teach grades six, seven, and eight. Uh, I teach middle school history. I'm actually in my classroom right now. Okay. Oh, nice, cool. Oh, you got everyone. That's all the you guys. So you guys, yeah, in California here, are still we actually are almost about to go to in classroom teaching uh, here, but at least in our county and district, but not yet. Yeah, we um, we're we're um, a small private school, 
and um, we've been lucky enough, like we're everybody's healthy and everything, yeah. and we are offering uh, all three options. Okay. We have uh, open five days a week. Some students come on; uh, they're hybrid. They're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they're home Thursday, Friday. And then we have a few students that are all remote. Nice. So does that mean you get to keep that brave enough to fail flag there all day long in the classroom? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what that's awesome. it is. Nice. I I teach this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at my, my the walls in my room. Okay. This this yeah, this. Yeah, there. Uh, everybody gets this. That's awesome. Like this, your gift, your talent will reveal itself. You just need to be brave enough to follow it. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, that's like probably one of the biggest keys to life that, you know, is, is so many people are afraid to fail. And I feel like our school system kind of teaches that with the, with the grading system. Like, oh, you get an F, mm -hmm. you failed. It's like a bad failed. thing, you know? Yeah. And you're able it, it to is. help rebound people out of that, I think. Because the only, the only successful people are those who take the risk, yep. yeah. you know, they, and we're talking, you know, positive risk taking, but everybody, um, I mean, you look at the, the, the richest people in the world. Okay. Your Elon Musk's, mm -hmm. uh, Bezos, like all those guys, they, they took a shot yep. on an idea yep. that at the time, most of their contemporaries and their peers told them that it was stupid. Yep. Yep. I remember when I was in college in an economics class, I did a report on Amazon when they were a non-profitable book company. Yeah. And I wish I would have bought some stock in them <laughs> <laughs> right after that presentation. But yeah. I probably was in the same point of like, uh, who knows what this company's even going to do? You know, yeah. they probably yeah. won't even, they never made any money. They're probably just going to fail out, you know? Yeah. And, and then and think about this. He started that on nothing more than a thought he had yeah. about an algorithm. Yeah. Gosh, I just, I also just read if, if, I don't know if Rex, if you read, actually read it was audible, but uh, Shoe Dog, the Phil Knight story, oh, the yeah. Nike story, it's a great book too, just about the same thing about he failed so many times and struggled so many times and it was just the perseverance and following that dream and just like what Wayne said, like you are the boss of your dream and if you don't change your mindset to saying that I am the boss of my dream, somebody else will be the boss of your dream. And right. So true. We don't want that. No, no. And, uh, and and it, it's it is so fundamentally like drilled into us you know when i give my my uh, presentations at schools you know i say that the, i call it the big lie the big lie is to fail is bad just like you pointed out and we've all heard it many times we hear it from the people that love us the most our parents will will tell us don't do that you don't want to do that do something safer do something because they love us, not because they, they're trying yeah. to sabotage us, but the, the, it becomes like the boogeyman in the closet, you know, to fail is bad. Whoa. You know? <laughs> and, but the truth of the matter is fear of failure is not even natural. We're not born with it. That's how babies learn to walk. Yeah. Trial and error. Failing over and over until they get it right. Yeah. It's only as we grow up that we learn fear of failure. Yeah. So do you find it, are there different things that motivate adults from kids or is it same structure? Same structure, different reference. Gotcha. You have that makes to, sense. 
you, you have to meet each audience where they are. Um, you know, um, with my middle schoolers, okay, I can make a Pokemon reference that they'll understand and be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you... You guys, not so much, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I do have a seven-year-old, so I might, I might. Uh, so you might yeah, get okay. So you might get, get it, you know. But uh, yeah, but but the the brave enough to fail message is universal. Uh, I was actually asked not too long ago to speak to a group of seniors at a senior center, and I tailored the presentation, you know, to that audience. And so the message was, it's never too late to be great. Yeah. But it's the same principle. It applies, you know, we all have, you know, there, we, we all have that thing that we'd love to be doing. We all have those passions that, that dream. And the key is, Finding the thing that you're good at and that you like to do and aligning it so that you can provide for yourself with it or, or so that you can enjoy it. Because maybe, you know, maybe you, your, your joy is cooking, but you're not, but you don't want to be a restaurant owner or world-class chef. Maybe your passion is you want to be the person that cooks for your friends mm-hmm. that everybody wants to come to your place and eat because you can lay it out like nobody's business, you know, but however that joy expresses itself in your life, like that's what success means to you. It doesn't always have to be money. You know, your dream, your passion can make you happy um, without, you know, all the financial stuff. Now it's great when it can do both, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, one of the things that I tell the kids, like, okay, and, and everybody can understand this. How would you like to be brilliant, happy, and rich? Yes! Okay. First of all, you got to find the thing that, you're, that you love to do, that you're good at. Because it's hard to be brilliant at something you hate. You, you cannot be great at something that you absolutely detest. Right. So it has to be something that you love to do because then you'll be brilliant at it and then you'll be happy doing it. Find a way to use that thing that you're good at, that you love to do to provide a service or solve a problem. If you can do that, then you get the trifecta. You can be brilliant, happy, and rich. That's yeah, so that's good. good. That's so good. I think that message is so powerful, especially for where we live at right now. And I don't know if you want to, if you're able or want to touch on it, just from you know being around kids, being an educator, and seeing what kids have kind of had to go through this last six months. And you know, we've heard a lot about just like high levels of depression and situations where kids are at right now, and how important not just that message, what you just said, but your whole overall vision is for the youth right now. I see it as something that's just monumental. And I wish that there was, you, you could be whatever, you know, live or zoom these, these seminars to all these kids because they need this message yeah. right now. In fact, um, we are now um, getting requests for schools. Uh, now it's basically brave enough to fail has 
been placed under um, the umbrella of social emotional learning. Mm. Um, I'm in Connecticut. Uh, just recently, the school superintendent of Bridgeport, Connecticut, one of our larger school systems, and the principals have formally requested Brave Enough to Fail for all the high schools in that city. That's great. Um, and beca- because you're, you're absolutely right, our kids are traumatized right now. And, you know, we're out with all the, all the racial stuff, all the pandemic stuff, like all the stuff. Yeah. So yeah. now we're, they're coming back into school after having been out for six months and teachers have the job of re-inspiring and re-motivating these kids to learn. And think about it. If you're, you're from a place where you're already your, your home life is already kind of hell. It's because you're, you're living in poverty. Your parents live in poverty. And now, why should I bother? Yeah. There, there's not, there, I, I got no shot. Yeah. Why should I bother? And our goal is to answer that question. And the, the answer is because you and your dreams are worth it. Absolutely. That's really what we tell young people. Um, the core of our, 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 our philosophy, our core philosophy is simply this. Each child is priceless with dreams and a destiny that they can achieve if they have the courage to follow it. Uh, I want to do a on that. Do a real quick like call to action. If you're listening to this podcast, you're watching it on YouTube, go to braveenoughtofail.org. Yeah. Get some information and then reach out to your, whether it's the, the principal, the superintendent, the board of supervisors and say, hey, we need this for our kids right now. Because yeah. you know, some, of you, some of you guys have your kids in distant learning. Some of them have just started going back to in-person. And just like what Wayne is saying, it's such a tough spot right now that they need this message. They need this yeah. message. And, and, and Wayne and Brave Enough to Fail is here to provide that. So, so, you know, you obviously care about your kids and your kids' friends. It's a simple thing to do to get this information and present it to your principal, your superintendent. What's the best route usually? Is it principal, is it superintendent, or board Actually, of Either or. Okay. Um, counselors, teachers, principals. In fact, there is a sign-up sheet uh, form right on our website, on the front page of our website. If you scroll down a little bit, uh, you can register. You let us know uh, who you are, if you're a parent, teacher, administrator, where the school is. Uh, you can give us uh, the number of students you have, if you know that. And, and you can just sound at, sign up right there, and you can bring your school to our attention. And the, the way it works is once we have a request from a school, because we're a nonprofit, we then start reaching out to that community and letting businesses and, and individuals know that, look, this is what we're, we're doing. And we're trying to bring this to this school. And, you know, these are the resources that would make this happen. Uh, and this is how you can partner with us, you know, to make this happen uh, for your school and for your communities. That makes a ton of sense. It, yeah. The local community has the incentive to be able to support their, their kids with this. I call it like gap learning. I mean, the schools leave this huge gap mm-hmm. and you go off, you might not even make it through school, but if you make it through school, a lot of times the, the motivation just isn't there because people have no direction. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you know, 
I, we, we like to think of it this way. Little by little, we're making our communities stronger, our nation stronger, and by extension, the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, every child that we can reach and change their trajectory so that they are productive and happy members of society who are contributing to society that makes their their families better off their communities better off our country's better off yeah to compound little by effect. little yeah absolutely wow okay. yeah i love it i love i love your story too how you start you know where you you're able to really show the full circle of how you know one conversation made a difference in your life and how yeah. it's you're paying it forward to you know so many kids move that are in a time like vaden said where gosh the world needs this on such a grand scale so mm-hmm. uh man well and shoot not just one conversation but one conversation and then one decision that's a yeah. big part too you know wayne made that decision at what was it 13 years old or whatever that says yeah. you know he got inspired just by hearing that and then says i'm going to make this decision yeah key yeah and then that's really what it is a lot of young people would choose differently, but they don't know that there is another choice to be made. Just think about it. I was wandering around. I remember walking the streets of Cleveland, walking past the campus of Cleveland Community College and looking at the building and saying, people like me don't go to college. Like that's not for me. That's, you know, like other people go there, you know, lucky people go there, rich people go, white people go there, not me. And I became aware through that conversation, I became aware that, wait, I can choose, I can do something else. I can do something. And think about how many kids don't know that there's a choice that they can make that will actually pay off. And that's what we do. You know, our, our message is we let kids know that you actually have a choice that you can make if you are, if you work hard enough to, and you stick to it and you're brave enough to do it, there is another choice that, that you can, you can make. And then we just suggest that their education could be used as a tool to help them get what they want. Mm-hmm. We don't go in and say, oh, you should study and work. That won't work. Yeah. No, you have to answer what's in it for me. We just give them a reason why they could use that (laughs) for them. Yeah. That's good. Man, I bet you're an amazing just history teacher. I'd like to sit in your classes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been told that my history class, uh, my style of teaching is somewhat, it's like a combination of a, teacher, motivational speaker, and stand-up comic. Yeah, that's great, though. That's great. That's, that's the, the magic sauce right there. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, uh, you know, they, they seem to have fun, and um, I've been told that they learn some stuff, too. Yeah, so. that's good. That's important, too. So, Wayne, let everybody know. We mentioned braveenoughtofail.org. How, do people, how can people support you? What's the best way that you can have people support uh, you or, or use your, you know, reach out to you for your services? Okay. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, through the website. You can fill out the form, get on our mailing list, uh, support us. 
We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so we survive on charitable donations. Uh, all the scholarships that we provide, the services, everything we do is at no cost to schools or students. So if you like what we're doing and you would like to contribute and donate, hit the donate button on the website, uh, you know, get in touch with us and, uh, you know, and get involved. Yes. And you guys, we talked about a little bit at the very beginning, you guys have some, some swag. So I'm going to get myself a t-shirt or, or a hoodie or something like that. Do you also still have the Amazon smile as well right now or not? Yes. I forgot. I always forget to promote <laughs> that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, we are a participant in Amazon Smile. So if you just register Brave Enough to Fail as your charity, um, Amazon will make a donation on your behalf every time you shop online. doesn't get any easier than that. It doesn't get any. Yeah, we're all shopping on Amazon. You might as well have your Exactly. You can help inspire students every time you shop online. Yeah, I love it. Just don't tell our wives that. Then we'll give them a reason to buy more stuff. Well, Wayne, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Cash is just so it's inspiring listening to you. I hope that everyone who listens to this episode is extremely inspired. And I hope that they take that call to action to reach out to their principals, their superintendents to get you in the schools all around in their areas because it's needed. Definitely. Thank you guys so, so very much. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so generous for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thanks so much. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Let's face it, we're living in some unprecedented times, and there's never been a better time to have a plan B. Working from home has become the new norm. And let's face it, multiple streams of income just make sense. As the world changes, we need to change with it. If you're looking for a plan B, head on over to mycorneroftheuniverse.com forward slash support the show and click on LifeWave. It's a business in a box. Starting a home-based business can be scary, but with LifeWave, you'll get all the support and help you need to get your business up and running. And you'll be in one of the biggest trends in the market, stem cells. So head on over to mycorneroftheuniverse.com forward slash support the show Click on LifeWave and see how you can get involved in the stem cell industry at home.